This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Welcome to the internet and radio ministry of the Christian Crusaders. Wouldn't it be nice to have a friend on whom we could always depend? Someone who could always be trusted? Well, we have great news for you. There is such a person, and he wants to lead your life in right directions. Please stay with us for today's message, I Know I Can Depend on Him. There is someone in this world who is very committed to your welfare. His name is Jesus Christ. He calls himself the Good Shepherd. Stay with us and find out more about him today. We begin in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let's pray. Almighty God, we praise you for your goodness and grace. We are so grateful for the risen Christ who laid down his life to rescue us and rose again. Amen. Oh, Christian, lift up your voice and sing. Eternal 
reading for today is taken from the Gospel of John, chapter 10, beginning at verse 11. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand, who is not the shepherd and doesn't own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and runs away. And the wolf snatches them and scatters them. The hired hand runs away because a hired hand doesn't care for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me, just as a father knows me, and I know the father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that don't belong to this fold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. For this reason, the father loves me, because I lay down my life in order to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it up again. I have received this command from my Father. The King of love, my shepherd is, whose goodness faileth never. I nothing lack if I am his, and he is mine.
dear friends, Christian author Dr. Gerhard Frost tells this wonderful little story in his devotional book entitled Homing in the Presence. It was a concert in the park, and my friend and her little granddaughter were enjoying it together. The child was completely captivated by this, her first orchestra concert. She sat transfixed through each number, and then, forgetful of her surroundings, she'd move a little bit closer each time the music stopped, with Grandma following each time she moved. At last, she was as close as she could get. She stood at the very foot of the stage, lost in the lights and sounds of the many instruments. When the concert ended, for a brief anxious moment, the child realized how far she had wandered away. And then she turned to see her grandmother standing behind her, and with a smile of relief, she cried, Oh, I knew that I could depend on you, Grandma. As Christians, we have someone of whom we can say the same thing. I know I can depend on you. I'm talking about Jesus. You really can depend on him. He's so highly committed to giving you a full and abundant life with him. And that is the gist of his appeal in today's passage we have before us. You can depend on me, trust me. But there have always been, of course, people who have not discovered that truth. Uh, there, there are many who are puzzled by Jesus. They're not sure what to make of him. They find him interesting, a curiosity, but not to be taken too seriously. There are also some who are put off by him, even threatened by him, so they stand ready to classify him as a fraud or a lunatic to be rejected and ignored. Such is the case in our story for today from John's Gospel. Jesus, you see, is talking to a divided crowd. For a little context, uh, Jesus had just healed a blind man, and the religious authorities condemned him for it, saying he's a sinner because he healed on a Sabbath, and that he's not from God. There were others in the crowd, though, who disagreed with the Pharisees, thought they were being a little rough on Jesus. They weren't sure about Jesus, and, and they say, well, can a guy that heals like that really be a sinner? But they haven't decided for themselves about Jesus, and of course, we have the disciples there of Jesus who believe in him. So it's a very divided crowd. In response to this, Jesus launches into this interesting talk, which John describes for us in the 10th chapter of his gospel. He begins describing who he is and what life with him can be like. He tries to help them understand him. He at first uses metaphors to describe himself and people in general and the religious authorities that are so opposed to him. And this imagery would have been familiar, you would think, with anyone living in that agricultural society. He's talking about sheep and thieves and a shepherd and a sheepfold, a gatekeeper, a gate, hired hands and wolves. He first talks about thieves and bandits. It's his way of describing the opposition, the religious authorities who are after him. He says they can't get in the sheephole. They're not the real deal. They don't have access. He says people are kind of like sheep. Not all that flattering of an image when you think about it. To be called a sheep. After all, everyone knows that sheep need a shepherd to care for them because on their own they're helpless and in need of guidance and care. They're not all that smart and they need protection because they're defenseless against predators. 
It really is, though, an apt description for people. We are like sheep, though we don't like to admit it. We like to believe that we're independent operators, quite capable of taking care of ourselves in this world. But then life situations happen and we realize the truth. We need help. We need a shepherd to care for us. This sheep thought is not really a new thought. In the Old Testament, Israel was frequently referred to as the sheep of God's pasture in the book of Psalms and sheep that would scatter and go astray in some of the prophetic books. And in the New Testament, so Jesus came along and he referred to himself, uh, to them as the, the lost sheep of Israel that he'd come to rescue. In Mark's gospel, it says he looked at the crowds that came out to meet him and he had compassion on them for they were like sheep without a shepherd. And then he would take care of them and teach them. He had come to be Israel's shepherd. And as it turns out, he came to be our shepherd as well. Jesus talks about a shepherd who has access to the sheepfold and he calls the sheep and they know his voice and he knows their names and he leads them to pasture, which they need in order to thrive. And he talks of a sheepfold as well, a place of security and safety and of rest that the shepherds in his day would bring their sheep to each evening to keep them safe from wolves and predators. Shepherd would actually sit at the entrance of the sheepfold, acting as a gate to keep unwelcome visitors out. Jesus looked around and could see that the crowds listening to him don't seem to be understanding what he's getting at with this analogy. They're not tracking with him. So being a kind and patient teacher and wanting them and us to understand, he steps out of the analogy and begins to explain it plainly. He says, listen, I'm the gate for the sheep. I am the gate. Whoever enters by me will be saved, brought into a relationship with God. I'm the only one that has give you access. And I will watch over these, over you, your comings and goings, and I will lead you to pasture. Taking us back to the book of Psalms, Psalm 121. He watches over our coming and going. And Psalm 23, he makes me to lie down in green pastures. While thieves come, Jesus went on to explain, while thieves come to steal and destroy, I've come that you may have life and life abundantly. I'm a life giver. And then Jesus moves into this closing summary of himself, which is our text for today, in order to draw a response from them. He says, listen, I'm the good shepherd. It's a pretty wild claim for him to be making. After all, the words I am would have taken his listeners aback because that's God's name for himself that he revealed to Moses at the burning bush. He said, tell my people I am sent you. Jesus seems to be daring to take on God's name, making himself divine. And to call himself shepherd would take them back to the Old Testament as well. Because that was a description of God. Is he claiming to be God? It appeared that way. And that word good actually can be translated beautiful. Jesus is making the claim that he is the only one worthy to be in charge of the sheep. His loving ways with his sheep are beautiful in comparison to all others. They are to be desired and attractive. 
compelling. And then Jesus explains what makes him the good, beautiful shepherd that we should all desire to have in our lives. He says, first of all, this good shepherd, I care about my sheep. I'm not just a hired hand. A hired hand sees a wolf coming and they run. He doesn't care about them. He doesn't own them. He doesn't have any skin in the game. I care about my sheep and I will not desert them. He does care about you. Every one of you that are listening in today. And this good shepherd goes on to say, I know my sheep and they know me. You are not a faceless part of a crowd to him. You are not simply a number. He knows your name, he says, and everything about you. And when you come under his care, you get the privilege of getting to know him in an intimate way, discovering for yourself that he loves you more than you love yourself and that he's smart and really does know how to make your life work best. And he's so faithful, never deserting you. He truly is a leader to be trusted. Jesus actually compares this relationship between the shepherd and the sheep as one he has with his heavenly father, just as the father knows me deeply and I know the father. Such will be the case when you live with me. The good shepherd says, finally, I'm willing to lay down my life to save yours. I've come to, to, to lay down my life for the sheep. And that's why the father loves me. That's why I have a stamp of approval on what I'm doing, his authority. I came to give my life voluntarily for the sheep. That's what I'm sent to do. And I lay down my life with his authority and no one takes it from me. I give it freely and I have the power to take it back again. There he's talking obviously about Easter and the resurrection. Now at the end of his talk, they're still divided. They're still not moving towards him. Some say, ah, it's a demon in him. Others say, I'm not sure. These aren't words of a person with a demon. Can a demon open a blind man's eyes? And no one seems to believe. Only those disciples remain. It brings to mind the beginning of John's gospel when he says, Jesus was in the world and the world came into being through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own and his own people did not accept him. And so we know where this story is headed, don't we? Jesus, the good shepherd, will lay down his life for the sheep out of love for us. For we like sheep have all gone astray, lost in our sin, captive to death and the devil. There was a death grip upon us. We were spiritually helpless and incapable of saving ourselves and getting back into a relationship with the God who loves us. And so Jesus, sent by the Father, laid down his life to pay for our sins, announcing in those last words on the cross, it's finished, paid in full. Our sins are paid for in full. And, and just as Jesus said, I lay down my life in order to take it back again. No one can take it from me. I have the power to lay it down and power to take it back up again. He took his life back again, didn't he? He was resurrected on the third day. He lives just as he promised. 
Easter is God's affirmation of this good shepherd who is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the access to a relationship with God our Father. And ever since his resurrection, people have been discovering for themselves that this risen good shepherd truly is one you can depend on, that he really does care about us and can care for us, and that life with him is like Psalm 23. We lack in nothing. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, we say. He's with us in the valley of the shadow of death. His rod and his staff, they comfort us. He comes alongside of us in the darkest times and walks with us and walks us through. He is wise and a leader we can trust. He knows where there's still water and green pastures to lie down in that we might have sustenance, that we might grow and and thrive under his care. When we're dried up inside, he leads us to still waters. He refreshes our souls. He leads us down right paths when we're don't know where to go on our own. He teaches us that his way is the best way and that life with him is a life that can be filled with abundance, love and joy and peace. And he's a healer of our souls. He restores broken souls and he makes us new. We begin living for real with him in our lives. Psalm 23. Now, as I said earlier on, this talk with the crowd had one purpose in mind, and that was to bring them to belief and trust in Jesus. And so I would be remiss as his servant if I didn't pause to ask you today, have you placed your trust in him and surrendered yourself to his care? Have you discovered for yourself this life with the good, beautiful shepherd Jesus? Jesus said an interesting thing that day in his talk with the crowd to those Jewish folks. He said, you know, I have other sheep that don't belong to the fold yet. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice, and there will be one flock, one shepherd. And what he was saying was, I want to be everyone's shepherd in this world. There are so many more to be brought in. Is he describing you today? Are you in his fold yet? Because this good shepherd came for you. Regardless of your personal history, your past and present beliefs, your nationality, your character, your successes and failures, he wants everyone, including you, in his fold. And if you're not in his fold yet, he wants you. He came to be your life-giving, life-saving shepherd. Why not give yourself over to his loving care right now? He won't turn you away. He knows you. He wants you. He laid down his life for you so that you could have life. And if he has you already, I have a personal question for you that someone posed to me years ago that touched my life. The question is, are you enjoying living in the shepherd's presence? Are you finding contentment in his fullness of life he came to you? Are you able to say, Psalm 23 is my personal psalm? If not, perhaps it's a simple matter of placing yourself in the right places with the shepherd where he's promised to meet you. He's ready to lead you to green pastures as you open his word. And he teaches you and nurtures you and feeds your soul. He'll open up your life to his direction as you turn to him in prayer and ask him 
for his help. He's there to meet with you and strengthen you and grow you as you obediently serve others as he's called you to do. And as you participate in the community of faith and regular worship and fellowship, just as he promised, he will build you up and encourage you as you face your life. The opportunities he offers his sheep for nurture and fullness are there. And if you take him up on those things, you will be able to say again and again, Good shepherd, I knew I could depend on you. And you can. Amen. Receive the benediction. Now as you go on your way, may the good shepherd Jesus Christ go with you. May he go before you to show you the way, behind you to encourage you, beside you to befriend you, above you to watch over and within you to give you peace. Amen. You have been worshiping with the internet and radio ministry of the Christian Crusaders. We pray today's message has helped you enjoy living in the shepherd's presence as you find contentment and the fullness of life he gives to you. Christian Crusaders is a nonprofit ministry dependent upon gifts from our listening audience. Estate gifts, large and small, have become a significant part of this ministry and enable us to enlarge our broadcast area. 
We now broadcast over 26 radio stations in 11 states, shortwave in Europe and on the Internet at ChristianCrusaders.org. For information on how to include Christian Crusaders in your will, contact our office at 1-888-693-2484. We thank all those who support this ministry with their prayers and gifts. Christian Crusaders is also available to be heard anytime on the Internet. Our homepage features today's message and includes a link to previous messages as well. Visit us online at www.christiancrusaders.org. We're happy you chose to worship with us this day, and we pray you will join us again next Sunday on this station. Conducting our service was our speaker, the Reverend Steve Kramer, Senior Pastor of Shepherd of the Valley Lutheran Church in Afton, Minnesota, and Radio Pastor on Christian Crusaders now in its 83rd year of continuous Sunday worship broadcasting.